0: My free will is lost in a sea of God's sovereignty. That's deep. It's a deep sea. It's the news according to
1: me. Well, good morning. It is uh, Tuesday, September 26th, and I didn't realize how weird my voice sounded this morning. I haven't talked to myself this morning. I I sound bizarre. I sound worse than I did a couple days ago. I thought I was sick a few days ago and I'd be over this by now. I, uh, my, my sinuses have just gone nuts and the sinus drainage, of course, is something to be uh, not envied, that's for sure. The, uh, it is Tuesday, September 26th, 9.33 a.m. 2023. I have, uh, I don't have a whole lot going on uh, here before me in the news. For some reason, I, my throat has been a little bit sore, mostly because of the, I believe, because of the drainage from my sinuses. So I know it's, I know it's a pretty thing to talk about in the morning. Hopefully, you're in the middle of eating breakfast or lunch when you're, while you're watching this. Or you're sitting around with the family having, having dinner right now while you're listening to this, because it's, you know, that way, you, I mean, a lot of people do. I think, I think most of my, my uh, patrons, I call them patrons. I don't even know what a patron, I can't even spell patron, but but I think a lot of them uh, sit around at the dinner table at night in the evening. I said, come gather around children. We're going to listen to the news according to me while we eat our dinner here, our hot dogs with our mac and cheese. We have, uh, I I don't know. I just, I'm just imagining how it is out there. That's, that's kind of what I'm imagining. I'm assuming that's the way it goes. I, I could be wrong. Maybe I doubt it though. I always doubt my wrongness, and I have in my cup this morning, I have, actually, tomorrow morning, actually, by by the way, tomorrow morning uh, will be a live broadcast, and it will also podcast, and it will also be,
0: uh, I believe I'll be able to do it tomorrow from the actual Uh, somebody just sent me a funny meme. Anyway, the, I, the, from the actual uh, headquarters, worldwide headquarters. And uh, <laughs> this is pretty funny. It's the, there's a meme
1: here with the, the, the quartet. <clears throat> this quartet, they've got a picture of
0: the quartet here. This quartet, uh, it's, it's like an old-time... Uh, gospel group
1: quartet singers. Know, this is their, but this is back in the day when they didn't have musicians, they just had a quartet. And uh, <clears throat> the there's only three of them. <laughs> I don't... <laughs> I guess the fourth one had to take a picture.
0: <laughs> That's... <clears throat>
1: my old man cough is coming on the uh anyway i have i have in my cup this morning the, i have the uh the regular you know chai vanilla chai with cinnamon creamer tomorrow morning i will be drinking uh you know chai with Oh, what you call it? Uh, the uh, Almond Joy creamer, creamer, theoretically. Now, my backup cup this morning is the interesting one. That's always, that's always the mystery cup. Nobody ever knows for sure what's in that. Now, you, you know, I was drinking the last of my homemade sweet tea. Now, I did have a little bit of, went to Olive Garden last night. And so I got to have a little bit of peach Bellini. Uh, but they used to have peach tea, the Bellini peach tea. And they would actually put real peaches in it at Olive Garden. Did anybody notice when they stopped doing that? That was good stuff. Man, everybody liked that. You'd see people, people who didn't drink sweet tea would drink that stuff. People who didn't even like peaches and tea would like that stuff. But they would order, you know, people would order that. It was good stuff. And all of a sudden they stopped putting peaches in it. And all of a sudden it became Bellini peach raspberry tea. Now, I don't know if that's a, I'm sure that now it comes as a, uh, a pre of some kind or some kind of a processed Tea, like, they, no, like when, when you go to a soda fountain and when you go to one of these stores like, like, uh, where, you can, where you can do your own drinks and they have a tea there that's in the dispenser. Like, it's like a, with, a, with the Cokes and everything else with, with the soda pops and you just go up to the, th- the machine and you get the – Lipton has some stuff. That's, it's, it's usually really super high in preservatives and got all kinds of weird stuff and it's not normal like normal tea bag, brewed tea <clears throat> and a lot of Arby's now. Uh, they used to have regular brewed sweet tea. They stopped making. There's a couple of them in the, in the area here anyway, and, I, and some, some places all over the country I've, I've gone places. Oh, we're out, of, we're out of sweet tea. It's like middle of the day. It's, it's two, two or three o'clock in the afternoon. We're
0: out of sweet tea. Oh, well, why don't you make some more. It takes 10 minutes. Just make some more. It's the middle of the day. Nobody's doing anything. <clears throat> now, you notice there's
1: – normally, the places who do it normally, uh, they're supposed to have a little sticker on there when it was made because it does have an expiration. When it sets at room temperature after you make it, 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 you need to make fresh tea. And then when you make fresh tea, you need to clean the containers. This is something they don't do a lot. There's a couple of places I go to to get sweet tea that every time I've gone there, it tastes – it has that uh, – I call it funky tea. Won't you take me to funky tea? It's what, it, what it does is it, it develops a, a mold. Well, it's not, it's not a mold. It's actually a bacteria. It's, it's coliform bacteria. I can taste that.
0: Um, by the way, I can smell the cold virus. I don't, I don't know the
1: rhinovirus, the, which is actually, it's a It's, a it, it's I can smell it. When somebody comes up to me and breathes on me, I can, and I smell, I, it's, I, I, I when I smell that, I'm like, oh great, now I'm going to get a cold. I usually wash my, uh, I have a neti pot thing. It's not, the, it's not the traditional looking neti pot, it's a different kind, but it's, it's not quite the Navage and it's not quite the, just a regular old neti pot, but it's, it's, it's similar. It's a, it's got a little thing to squeeze and it's, you know, blastered Again, I hope you're eating dinner um, this time. I, you know, I just blast out my sinuses. Now, I, I did not do that. This, I came a couple weeks ago. I was on a trip and I was sitting next to some people on a plane. And, and I, I could tell the person had a cold. I'm like, oh, great. This is great. I need to make sure I rinse out my sinuses. Normally, when I do that, I don't get the cold. If I do it within a certain amount of time, six, 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 seven hours, eight hours, if I can do it right away, it's even better. However, I totally forgot and I didn't even have my stuff with me at my, in my travel junk. You'd think I would. I got everything else. I didn't have it with me. And um, so I was unable to do it. So, but I, I, did, I could have gone probably to a – I'm sure I could have found a drugstore in every corner. Didn't do that. And <clears throat> I, I know that – I hope you'll you know. Can put up with my raspy voice and occasional clearing of my throat. I had a, um, and then within within the next day, next day and a half, I think it was, about a day and a half, which usually that's about, well, usually what it takes, but I usually it takes about takes about forty eight to 70, 72 hours, and I, I started feeling the sinus thing happening and the the sore throat kind of kind of coming on, and usually the, the sore throat for me it's caused by the, the nasal drain drainage from my brain, so I had, <clears throat> had that going on. And uh, now my throat is kind of messed up. Now, in the middle of all that, uh, this is last weekend. Was it last weekend? Yeah, last weekend or the weekend before I was leading worship at a church. And that was when it was kind of starting to come on. So maybe it was almost two weeks ago, I guess. Ah, but the uh, interestingly enough, what ends up happening um, is they, you know, they the, 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 this thing gets on. So now I've started uh, rinsing out again <clears throat> the last couple days. My guess is that I'll, I'll be over this thing within a day and a half. Typically when I start rinsing out, it seems like it really – it just takes care of the whole thing really pretty quickly. It's, it's – uh, for some people it doesn't work that way. But, but for me it does. I just – I get my sinuses rinsed out and uh, within if – I, if I do this – I did this morning. I, did, uh, I don't think I did it last night. I should have done it last night. I would have slept a lot better. I didn't sleep well last night. But uh, let's move on from my sinuses. Let's move away from my sinuses. Let's get out of my sinuses. Get, you know, let's just get out of there. And uh, let's talk about some headlines. I have a... Uh,
0: I have some, some, some headlines here. What do I do with that stuff? I was listening to a podcast uh, this morning from buddy of mine. It's called the dad cast. I think it's called the dad cast
1: or it's called dad. I think they're going to change it to dad's cast, but it's, it's a dad cast. And I was listening to that. He he does a thing. It's a, it's a father, son thing. He does this thing once in a while with his, uh, with his son. And he, occasionally he teaches at church or preaches at church or whatever. So, or have a lesson on something and they'll play that or they'll they'll have commentary on it. This this time it was kind of an, an interview of some interesting things about Jonah, and it's uh, kind of the historical because the, the Hebrew, uh, you know, the 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 oral tradition that was put down, written down, is kind of what we we read as the as the Pentateuch, I don't know what, whatever. But we, we we the oral tradition is sometimes much more colorful and, and spoken in a way. If, if, if you don't uh, understand the, the kind of the Hebrew, the translation type thing, the, the depth of things behind the regular story, a lot of times you don't get, you don't get much of the story, really. You, we, we miss out so much because of the English translation of the things. Now, you would think that the way people, some people are, they, they, you would think that Peter and Paul were walking around with the King James versions. What,
0: they, they spoke King James. You know That's what they did. That's, that's not what they did. Uh, Newsflash: The scriptures that they had were the scriptures from the Old Testament, and they wrote letters to other believers.
1: Created the canon that we know of as the New Testament. Of course, then there was the Revelation of John and some of the other things that were, were done. They were kind of like pamphlets or brief, you know, brief booklets that they would write. that were then put together, and of course there was the Gospels, the stories that were written down, the four Gospels that we
0: know of that, <clears throat> that um, were written down, and, and that's what we, you know, we call the Gospels, and there's the Acts
1: of the Apostles. Who, who wrote the Acts? Well, we're not really totally sure. There's some controversy about that or some, some different theories about who actually wrote it, uh, most likely Paul. Possibly, you know, it was a collaboration with some of the believers. The, um, <clears throat> I, don't know, I don't know if there's a definitive, definitive answer on that one. But anyway, there was, um, then. of course you have the, the letters to the churches, you know, like Romans and you know, Corinthians, Colossians, Philippians, Philippians,
0: Philippians, they were flipping, they were very, kind of flippant. Oh, that's good. That's just good chai this morning. It's just good.
1: Oh, oh by the way, by the way my, my backup cup, I never finished talking about that. My backup cup this morning is, is uh, let me back it up here. Let me back up here and talk about my backup cup. Oh, that's good. It is apple cider. It's not just any apple cider. This is apple cider made from my brother's apple trees. He delivered it last night. In the middle of the night. He has to deliver it at night so when, when nobody can, when the, you know, the feds are not watching what he's doing. No, it's, it's, it's a, uh, it's a really good, uh, apple cider. It's very fresh made, you know, from these apples. guess his apple trees really did really well this year. So, um, I
0: have, uh, a few things to talk about this morning politically, actually with some substance. Um. We have
1: a. I was watching, watching this stuff with Merrick Garland <clears throat> recently. He was
0: being interviewed, or I, sh- I should say, he was being uh, grilled by the by the Senate, House, and Senate, or some kind of commission. And they
1: were asking him questions, and of course, he he doesn't recall the answer to that. <clears throat> In other words, I think what he was trying to think of, he, he has all these, occasionally he has these uh, Freudian slips when he gets, gets off script. And what ends up happening is he he has these these set answers and, and, and it, it becomes very obvious that he's reading, either memorized a script or he's reading a, a specific script because he will not, he can't. He can't even interpolate he can't even uh, what's the word uh, improvise a- any kind of thing as he's, t- he's talking and he's, he's they'll ask him a question and he'll start going into this well and we have a na, 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 na. so then they ask him again he, well, na, 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 na. And he, goes, he goes he knows what he's doing it's, it's a very long explanation of something and what ends up happening is, he, because these, these senators only have a certain amount, I think they have five minutes or something. You'll always hear him say, I, I yield, I, I claim my time, I reclaim my time, I reclaim my time. The Democrats do that a lot. They'll ask somebody a question and this person will start to answer and then they'll go, I'm reclaiming my time, reclaiming my time, reclaiming my time. They won't even let them, let them answer the question. Because they're, you know, because they're actually trying to answer the question and they won't let them. Because they're not giving them the answer that they want. And in the qu- process of asking them a question, they'll usually make a statement. Some of them don't even ask questions. They just make
0: statements. And, which is fine. It's their time. They can do what they want to with it. But this, uh, the, the way they,
1: they do this is they run out the clock. Now, at the end, if the person has a statement to make, and this per- one person made a statement about something about how you know, Merrick Garland, he basically perjured himself because he was there before and he said something about one thing. He, he doesn't know how many, whether there were even any assets there, or or any, or if, how many there were
0: on January sixth, federal federal assets or federal agents. He doesn't know, and he doesn't even know if, if there were any. Doesn't know anything about it.
1: What what do you what do you do there, uh, sir? You just sit around twiddling your thumbs and not you don't have any, any you know involvement at all in what's going on in your department. This just amazes me sometimes, these people who run these departments. Christopher Ray was the same way. Uh, I can't really answer that. I can't uh, divulge any information about that. Uh, That's why you're here. You're here to divulge information and be transparent. This is,
0: oh, no, we can't say anything about that because that would, you know, that would expose sources and methods. Yeah, in other words, it would show your corruption is what it would show. It would make it obvious that your, your sources
1: are, you know, phony sources.
0: And your methods are lie, cheat, and steal. It's becoming very obvious that that's what's going on here. And your principles are, the end justifies the means. You're just, just like the Democrats. You're just, it's
1: amazing to me how they protect and wiggle. They've, they know their way around this kind of stuff, and they're, but they're, they're playing this little game where they're trying to hide behind these answers and trying to squiggle around and wiggle around so they don't have to come out and disclose anything. This is going to come back to bite them. Because the American people
0: see through this, or at least I would say half the population sees through this crap. There's a good chunk of the population that doesn't care. I would say two-thirds of the population doesn't have a clue
1: or doesn't care or or goes right along with what they say. Of course those are half of those half of that group, one third of that of the population would be the the ones who would protest against the, the FBI when they don't you know
0: when they're actually actually doing something. That makes sense. That's actually legitimate.
1: The there's another third of the people, the population that is, you know, half of the voting class, or maybe more that really sees through this, this charade, this, this laughable joke. And it, it makes Congress make, you know, it, why, do they, why do they even play the game? And at some point, and I, I think there's a few congressmen now who have come out and, and been very clear, and a few senators as well, have come out and been very clear about, you know, we're going we're gonna to stand up here and we're going to ask you these questions, and you come here with no answers, even though you know we're going to ask you these questions, and you play this game. I mean, they'll, they'll explain the whole thing. We know, we know you're going to play this game where you – come out here with your answers. And of course, then they come back and they, they, they always get the final say. If, if the, what, what happens at the end is the, the witness says, can I respond to their question? Well, this one guy made a pretty scathing statement about Merrick Garland. Now, I've told you all along, don't, for, don't forget. Uh, it, uh, since
0: this guy came into, into office, I've tried to explain this guy is doing a lot of evil things. His motivation
1: is vengeance. His motivation is he has a vendetta <clears throat> against the Republicans.
0: He's got a chip on his shoulder. He, he, was, he was up for Supreme Court. And McConnell would not, able, would not allow it. Because it was in the last year of Obama's term and they didn't want to appoint any judges.
1: Now, when, when did that become the rule? It's, I, I just, I don't understand. Now I don't, I'm glad that he didn't get in there, but somehow we started setting this precedence where the first two years of, of is the only time a president can actually get anything. Now I, I guarantee you if a president had the house and the Senate, they would get, they would get their appointees through, which it has happened before. Trump, by the way, I think it selected three, I believe, would not it? He point 0.3. One of them turned out to be kind of a knucklehead, but the, the, um, the one that, that I think we got duped on was was John Roberts, and how he ends up being the grand Poopah, I don't I don't understand that. I don't I don't know how that process works. Why he's the, the head honcho over there? Now honcho is not, by the way, it's not a Mexican term. Honcho is a the the commander of the Japanese in, in the in the Japanese military back in the war. I was you know I was a kid back then. Back in the war
0: – during the war, they um, – the honcho was the, the, was the uh, commander or a commander, uh, kind of like a, a
1: ranking soldier. So it would, it would be kind of like for us. It's a honcho. Now, the head honcho would be the head, you know, the top dog, which is not a term, you know. It's not a derogatory term. It's, just, it's a dog term, not a dog term term of uh, the so anyway, the uh, what's been happening here is you know all these interviews and all these all these uh, oversight committees now that are taking place. Now, in the midst of all this stuff that's going on, of course, they're trying to uh, shield the in, the impeachment inquiry that's going on right now. There's more things coming out about Hunter Biden and more more stuff happening about the. The connection that happened between the Department of Justice and Hunter Biden. This is why this is why it's getting heated up right now. Because it is becoming very clear that the DOJ has been covering for the Bidens. And there's a reason for that. I, I, I believe that the reason that they're covering for them is, is primarily because they can use him as a puppet. He is very pliable and malleable. And they have all this dirt on them, so they're going to – they'll do whatever he says. So that's why, you know, my people told me I had to do this. Well, this. Biden always, you know, at the end of every speech that he tries to read, I say, well, they, they told me I, where do I need to go now? What am I supposed to do now? I'm supposed to take five questions from these, these five people. I'm not going to – no, I'm not taking – no, I'm not taking any questions from – can you imagine if, if Trump answered the, the media the way, way he, Biden does sometimes? He, he snaps back at them. He makes all kinds of – he just—he's just a very mean person sometimes, and he, and he comes across like he's Joe Cool. And, oh, look at me and my my aviator sunglasses, and I'm so cool. And then they'll ask him a question. you know, you know Ducey will ask him a, a, a serious question about something, and he kind of laughs and kind of chuckles it off and looks around the room like, "Can you believe this guy? <laughs> What's this guy talking about?" It's—it's <laughs> it's very obvious. Again, he's acting. It's portrayal. It's, he's not. He's trying to excuse something that he knows is. A tough question and he should be there should be answers to it where's the money i don't know where's the money no but seriously that's what he'll say but but seriously
0: and he realizes he said something like like he says something like where's the money because he knows it's hidden he knows he has 20 shell companies he knows it'll take him 12 years to find this stuff That's the kind of answer you would get from somebody like that. So what we have is a very shady operation
1: going on. And I think there's a lot of people who are waking up to this, this fact that things are – now, now one, of the, one of the people that, surprisingly enough, I'm looking at something is going to happen to Joe Rogan. Now, now we know that things kind of ble- kind of got blown apart with him here recently about – on some of his, I think, what, what, where was it? He was on Twitter. Whatever it was he was on. Some kind of platform that he was on. And, and he ended up having to change, kind of change things around. Um, it might have been Podbean. I don't I do don't know what, what it was. But it, it, I don't think it was Podbean. I think it was, uh, it
0: was Twitter and something else. I can't remember. One of his, well, whatever platform he was on. And now,
1: of course, the, the whole ivermectin thing. He was on ivermectin and he was... CNN was
0: accusing him of being on horse medication. So he brought on Dr. Gupta. And he, he started confronting him about it. He said
1: your, your network was lying. Lying about me. I got my, my medication from a doctor. It wasn't horse medicine. Well, I don't think they were saying, I don't think they yes, they were saying it. did he, he
0: plays the recording of what they said. And he was a part of the conversation. Gu- Gupta was in on it. It looked, it looked ridiculous for CNN at that point. And I, Joe Rogan is waking up to this stuff. He's, he's realizing that Trump, you know, Trump was not such a bad guy. And I, and I think
1: that Trump and some people like Elon Musk and some others are, are just, you know, they're starting to wake up to the fact that, hey, this woke stuff, is, this is dangerous. The leftists have become very dangerous and fascistic there was recently a guy who they – they're doing a video now of uh, – some people are going around and doing some, some public things. Like this when a guy walks into a restaurant. He's wearing a MAGA hat, a Make America, America Great Again hat. Doesn't have anything about Trump on it at all. It's a red hat. It's got, it says Make America Great Again. The manager comes out and says, uh, we, we don't uh, – that, that hat represents uh, bigotry and racism and misogyny and all It goes this, over this whole list of things. And he says we're gonna we're not gonna serve you here.
0: Of course, now all these all these folks that are standing around in the in the restaurant they're all listening to this. And he kind of makes a,
1: a a big deal out of it. He says, "Well, what, what do you mean? Making America great again is that's." He said, why, "Why does it
0: matter what I'm what what I have on my hat? It's not vulgar. Well, there's no there's no cuss words. There's no."
1: And he says, no, I'm sorry, but, you know, he goes through this whole litany again of and how we can't serve people, you know, that have that kind of, because you have that kind of thing. Believe that kind of thing. And here again, this, this gets back to a little bit of a controversial statement I'm going to make, but it's, um, and I think we need to have some perspective on this. But look, he, so he says this, this one lady speaks up and she says, really? He, he's not going to, they're not going to serve him because of that? Did you hear what he said? And, start, and they start
0: conversations around the tables. And all of them, kind of sit there and go you know what we should all just get up and leave and they do about eight tables emptied out and he got up with them and left now this gets back to this this here's an issue this is this is something
1: i'm going to talk about now this is this is why i don't want to say someone is evil What they're doing is evil or what they might have evil intentions or whatever it is. But I don't like to say that they're evil.
0: I mean, here's the deal. Let's let's say someone is a racist. Let's say someone is a white supremacist. Does that negate everything else about that person? Is that
1: person now become a non-person that has no value to society? There are people who would say, "No, they don't have. They, they should be stricken from the face of the planet, and they should be, you know, they're they they're the worst. They're the Nazis. They're the whatever." In fact, I think this guy this guy did
0: get called, and he said it did something about some, some Nazis or whatever it was. He said, "And this
1: this gets very difficult uh, to navigate because we we don't realize we're putting our pla- ourselves in a place of judgment." When we start doing that, we're judging that person's eternal soul or eternal, eternal situation. And that's really not our place. It's, it's like you see you're wrong in this particular area. You could be right in everything else in your life, and you're wrong in that one area. And somehow it elevates the other person to vilify you. Again, this becomes a virtue signaling thing eventually, which is just, oh, look at me. I'm so good because I, I'm so in, incensed by your bigotry which makes me the anti-bigot.
0: I'm the opposite of bigotry. I am virtuous. I'm pointing out your bigotry. And it's a lie. If you hate a hater, does that mean that you're a hater now too? That's what it amounts to. I hate hate people who hate people. Uh, did you realize what you just said there? So, so we have this kind of principle is, is very difficult to deal with. And I think, I think we,
1: we tend to go down this road, even in the Christian church. We will tend to throw out
0: a person because their whole identity is that sin they committed. That person who did whatever. There's,
1: there are some churches, some, some denominations where if you divorce your spouse, you are that's, that's
0: like the ultimate sin. That's the unforgivable sin. Especially if you remarry, that's that's all. And now you're just living in adultery. I, and I have to, you know, I don't know. There, there's, there, they have biblical reasons for that, to say that. But at the same time, um, that's not who, all that person is. Now, the scarlet letter. If you can't see past that. You know, it, it, are, are they just done? There's no redemption for them now? That's the way they get treated. And it's, I think that the, unfortunately, the, the faux, phony,
1: synthetic morality of the left in this woke movement thing,
0: there is no redemption, there is no forgiveness, there is no Repentance. In the, in the religion that they have. And, and, and by the way, government, it becomes their God. And when government becomes their
1: God, becomes their source, becomes their supply, becomes their, their, uh, their
0: overlord, if you will. That means that the people who are in government, in power, are perfect. They just trust them. They can do no wrong because they're on the correct side of the issues. Now, if you're wondering where all this ideology,
1: how it all comes together, this is where, <clears throat> this is where it gets interesting. I'm going I'm to talk about this a little bit this morning. When you see things happening around the world, in the area of marketing, let's say that things are coming together and businesses now, businesses, there's some big companies that actually like this idea of a central bank digital currency, which is just a cashless society. There's no cryptocurrency that the government's going to get involved in. It's just, it's just digital money, which 90% of our circulated money funds are actually digital anyway. It's just, they just want to get rid of that last little 9%, not have any cash whatsoever. And in doing so, they will have total control, and it's this is what they want to do.
0: But there are businesses that want want this; they they like this idea because now money just becomes you know, digits on a spreadsheet on a computer. It's much easier to deal with. We don't have to deal with cash anymore. This, of course, will put out the
1: the Brinks truck, you know, people move cash around. There's still other things that they do. They still move around, you know, like diamonds and stuff
0: like that. They still do things like that. But, but it'll be pretty slim. So we have this, this situation
1: where you see all these things like food processing companies, ADM,
0: Cargill, have, you know, they they become mass, massive organizations, companies,
1: and in the process of coming together, they 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 start to form. they you know, the big business mentality. They have this philosophy of business. They, they get involved with the machine. They they become more controlling and much more dominant, domineering with their territories. <clears throat> and because of that, we have um you know, we the, this mentality of people being. Marketable, you know, that they're trying to get into the market. So they're doing more things that enable them to understand the consumer, to try to sway the consumer to buy things from them and products, and whatever. Now, the world of education is another, it's just another big entity that has certain philosophies that it, it tends to go down the slide of the liberal arts college you know reputation that most of them have now it's it becomes a more of a, 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 a cesspool of
0: marxist ideology collectivism the medical companies start to come go down this road of collectivism the you know, what, you, know, you have to be have to do everything
1: for the sake of everyone. You, know, just, you have to wear a mask for the sake of everyone around you. It's not about you. It's in your, in your choices. It's about you need to protect everybody around you by wearing a mask. Big oil. Big energy companies. Energy itself is a, is a weapon used against the masses. Big government, everything else. Now, you see how all these things are coming together at a, at a time where they, they start to, to converge. It's almost, almost as if someone is controlling everything there. So they're all making these decisions all at the same time. And these philosophies, these ideologies that creep into these companies, like just, a company like that sells razors for men, starts talking about
0: woke stuff, about trans people. What, what are you doing? And just Bud Light's a good example of this. They didn't understand who their market was, you know, who, they were, who was buying their beer, apparently. They're, 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 they're going down. They can just continue. Basically, they're, they're no, they're, it's nothing now. They lost a whole brand. Heiser Bush did a great job there because they had to get involved in this ideology they Had to participate. Now, in the process of doing that, they, you know, they shot themselves in the foot. But they doubled, they've, they've not
1: really come back out and really repented of any of that. <clears throat> it's just been ridiculous. Now, at in, in the, the same time, and in fact, they found out real fast that because they,
0: when they did try to backtrack a little bit, the other side snapped back at them and said, oh, now you're no, now, now you're against us. <clears throat> and of course, they're the vocal, they're, they're the ones who are militant about it. The people on the right, the conservatives will just back off and not buy it anymore. The people on the left... Well, they'll take to the streets. The pitchforks and the firebombs come out. That's that's, that's what you find when you deal with the leftists. We have, um, but this philosophy all starts to converge. And you have to wonder, so
1: somebody, who's telling these people what to do? Why are they embracing all this stuff all of a sudden? I would contend... That that's where we see, but I, I call it the, the evidence of things unseen.
0: This is where the spirit of the enemy is the fingerprints, the footprints of the enemy are seen in those moments. When things start to converge
1: like that, where there's seemingly no real reason for this stuff to come together and be the same at the same time. All this ideology being taught is all this... The, the way companies are pulling together, the way they're pushing for a central bank, digital currency, the, the whole thing is part of a spirit that is motivating or influencing
0: society. And the further people turn away from godliness and biblical principles, the more they embrace this stuff because they have nowhere else to go. When you turn away from God, I guarantee you the enemy is right there to meet you with a great idea, and it it you know normally leads to, well we you know, destruction.
1: Oh, it may look good initially; it may sound good. I you hear some of these people who are arguing with some of the. Uh, popular speakers of our day. I've, I've, there's some really good clips of uh, Matt Walsh and oh, some other people, just, just you know, you name it, just any conservative person who goes on a, uh, a tour talking to college
0: campuses and that kind of thing. And you hear them, you know, just blast some of these people uh, with, you know, truth and facts and reasoning. And they they just destroy their arguments. And they say the most ridiculous things sometimes.
1: Now, I've even heard this among some Christians who will come out and say, I guarantee you, you can start arguing all up and down in defense of all kinds of weird
0: theology and ideology with this made up kind of gobbledygook uh, what seems, you know, idea, what the ideology is, just idealistic.
1: Well, if we just all did this and we're going to be this way. Yeah, that doesn't work. It doesn't work that way. This is, for example, here, here's something that's, I'm going to, maybe I can relate it to you in this way. I so was watching this uh, show. It's this,
0: uh, it was put out by, I think it was put out by the state of California. And they're talking about something called zipper merge a zipper merge. Probably never heard of it because it's a, a concept that is
1: absolutely stupid. They're talking about when you have two lanes of traffic and they're going down the road, going down the highway, and they take one lane away, go down to two lanes, go down to one lane. So from two, two lanes to one lane. And why does traffic slow down and back up when, they, when you get to that point? They were, they were explaining this in, you know, how it's supposed to work. And there was this whole campaign by this, I don't, I think it was the state of California, it might have been some other state, but there's a, this is a, like they put it, they spent millions of dollars on this campaign to help people understand promotional stuff media put out there about how, how to zipper merge. Well, when you're going down the road and you got, got all these cars on both sides and and all of a sudden you're down to one lane, one the group is just supposed to merge over in between the cars on the other lane and just, it's called a zipper merge. Apparently, these people have never driven on a highway before. Apparently, they don't even have a license to drive. Maybe they've never seen even know what a car looks like. I don't... Uh, go down to Chicago and figure it out. Figure out the, the psychology of how people drive. People are already driving bumper to bumper at 70 miles an hour. There's no room. You're less than two seconds apart.
0: Even if you were two seconds apart... And another car gets in there. Now you're less than a second apart from each car.
1: And you think people are just going to keep on going 70 miles an hour and just perfectly merge together when that lane
0: goes away. Now, the other issue, just this this simple concept, just this simple, one simple principle, keep right except to pass. You don't get that in Chicago. Now, there's a particular type of person who is always the left lane lollygagger. I'm not going to talk about who those people are. There is a particular group of people. Every time I have to pass someone on the right, I look over in the car and it's almost 99% guaranteed what kind of person that's going to be. And it's very frustrating. Now, the, the problem is, it's,
1: it's a lazy man's way of driving. You get over there in that left lane, you go 60 miles an hour. I don't have to worry about passing anybody because I'm the slow one. Just let everybody go around me on the
0: right. And I don't have to worry about anybody merging in or cutting in front of me. The problem with this is, you're in the passing lane and no one can pass you. You go around, now the person has
1: to get over in the right lane. And go around you in the right side. Now, there's also other traffic moving over there. And you don't know who might be coming over into that lane from the other side. This is how accidents happen. This is how traffic gets slowed down. And then it starts to bottleneck. Because sometimes, in order to change lanes, people have to slow down. They have to hit their brakes. Well, the person behind them, because they're traveling so close together, that person now has to hit their brakes as well. Because they can't get around on the on the left side at, at a higher speed to get them out of the way, so now it all starts to plug up. You got all these people coming down that left lane at at 80 miles an hour, and you're doing 60. Well, where are they supposed to go? Now they're filtrating into the other sides of where all the slow cars and trucks and stuff are, and you can't always pass over there. Two trucks going next to each other, and yeah, you can't pass. So if it's, even if that's a four lane, you're not going to be able to. What are you going to do? You got to cut all the way over to the right lane, try to get. No, that's when
0: accidents happen. And that's when it starts to become dangerous. There are laws in some states, or even if the person, even if
1: you're going, if the speed limit's 65 and you're going 70. Well, I'm doing 70. I'm not going to get over. I'm already going over the speed limit. They can just slow down. No, it doesn't work that way. There are laws in some states that actually realize the the, the responsibility that you have to get out of that passing lane. Even if someone's going faster than going over the speed limit, you, you don't have the right to be the one to stop someone else. I just heard of, It's a, uh, and that's what, that's, that's where it starts to happen. That's the principle. Now, uh, the, some of these states just think that they don't, they have this ideal, ideology, uh, ideal, idealistic way of thinking that how traffic's going to be. We just need to educate people on how to drive. It doesn't work that way. The psychology of driving is just different than what you think. It's just, people aren't going to do that.
0: 90% of the people can, can drive the way you think they should drive. It only takes 10% of them to mess it up. Less than 10%, I would say. I just heard this, this, it was just, this reminds me of a good,
1: this thing I heard somebody say the other day. I think it was actually Charlie Kirk, who was, I think he's, what does he do? Something USA, uh, whatever it is. And, um, uh, Head of an organization of some kind, Turning Point, I think whatever it is, I think it's Turning Point. Anyway, he, he, um, he's being, he's on this little panel, and somebody confronts him about something.
0: About capital, capitalism, I think it was capitalism versus socialism. <clears throat> and he's, he, I think he owns three or four companies.
1: Well, he, anyway, he, uh, she confronts him and says, you know, you own three companies, and you know. And he goes, well, what about that, the hat you're wearing? He we said, where'd you get that hat? She said, well, I bought it. So, so did you steal that hat from the person who made it? No, I, I bought it. Or, well, she basically says, yes, basically the person who made the hat uh, was robbed of, of, their, of their welfare. She, she agreed with it. She said, yeah, yeah. And the coat, the coat and the hat, I guess, of course, she knows they were made in China probably. So she, she was saying, yeah. She, he said, well, why don't you just make your own then? Because society, because I can't, you know, society can't blah, 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 blah. He said, well, that you're, you're contributing to it. You know, you're doing it. Why are you doing it? And, and who, whose fault is it that, you know, is it, he goes, expect this whole thing of, but, but, well, he, this is, this, her argument was if someone
0: gets rich, that you're stealing from someone else. You can only get rich if you're stealing from someone else. That, that is not the way economy works I, I hear this once in a while You, hear, you, you listen carefully you'll hear this
1: saying we're, we're going in and stealing their resources That other countries resources
0: we're going in and t- stealing their resources that's not necessarily the case somebody's getting paid for that stuff Now, it could be that there's a corrupt government there that's allowing whatever it is to happen. And there are places where countries that that, look at the cobalt, that kind of thing that's being mined. There are people sitting on top of that stuff that
1: are getting filthy rich. While these kids are out there working, you know, digging up cobalts or whatever they're digging up or the rare earth minerals or whatever they're doing.
0: Working like slaves. And they're, they're selling out their country to, for themselves so they can get rich. Whether
1: they're political leaders or just the kings of those places. Where they, and, and kings don't necessarily have to be elected leaders. They can be people, you know, people like Elon Musk
0: can be, can be considered a king. He's People who have a lot of wealth in the world. Bill Gates. These
1: people are could be considered kings because they have so much power and influence because of their wealth that they have. They don't necessarily have to be, have to be an elected leader to be, can be thought of as, as a type of king in a biblical sense. Now, <clears throat> having said all that, but Charlie Kirk gets, comes back with this lady and basically says, you know, capitalism provides for a way to, to provide jobs, to provide better life for, for people. And it, it's when you look at you know Thomas Sowell's really good at this. He's, he's very good at pointing out some of these things. Um, if you have a chance to look him up on YouTube, it, he's a very interesting guy to listen to, just because he's he, he understands capitalism as, as well as uh, see the other guy that was, passed away now, um,
0: who understood capitalism really well. Uh, well, yeah. I'll look it up here real quick, but the, um, there's a lot of, of, uh, capitalism versus socialism.
1: What is the guy's name? I'm sure it'll show up in a search capitalism versus,
0: yeah, here he is. Uh, no, that's not that guy. I don't like that guy. Um, Oh, it looks like uh, Dave Ramsey actually has a little talk on it. <clears throat> Might
1: be interesting to listen to that. Um, I'm not sure I've ever heard him really come out and and be real obvious with it, but here he is. Uh, oh, what's this guy's name? We got, got the title here, but they don't have his name. Let's see if I can find this.
0: <clears throat> it's a short. By the way, I've I've found myself uh, being very
1: taken by the Irish Thomas Sowell versus position on Donald Trump. He actually is now supporting Donald Trump. This is about 11 months ago. No, uh, oh, what is the guy's name? Now oh, this, this is uh, Bill Gates, Charlie Munger, Warren Buffett. He's, he's not the guy I was thinking of. He's not, he's, he's a capitalist. Um, however, he doesn't want anybody else to take his, they want to slam the door behind him with the capitalism stuff. That's kind of basically what I'm to do. Um, Oh, I wish I could find this guy. Uh, he they got a, hes 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 no longer with us. Um, let's see if I can find. Oh, Where to go? There we go. Um. There's no description of what this is here, but it's this guy. And oh, let me see if I can play this real quick.
0: Can you get the fuck away? I'm not sure what that is. Oh, that's. Why is it not? Here we go. Tell me, do you know the difference between capitalism and socialism? This guy. And the um, other poll said, no, I don't know the difference. And the first poll said, well, you know, under capitalism, man exploits man. The other fellow shook his head. Well, under socialism, he said, it's vice versa. (laughs) And one poll said to the other, tell me, do you know the difference between.
1: I I don't know this guy's name. He doesn't put this guy's name anywhere. Um, Maybe.
0: It's in the comments. Uh, I don't see it here. It seems like it's something like Barry or somebody. uh, I can't remember his name. Anyway, uh, this
1: guy is is very good at educating people on on issues of capitalism and how the the pie doesn't – there's just not one slice of the pie. The pie gets larger when people start becoming more productive. The more people who have businesses, and this is happening among the minority communities, More, more minorities now have businesses, and they're starting to realize that capitalism is the way out of poverty for everybody, not just for them. It's for the people who work for them, the people who buy their products, because they
0: provide more competition, and that lowers prices. The good capitalists
1: who do a good job and serve people well tend to do better in the community and tend to have a more successful business, therefore leading to employees being able to have a better life. And it allows that capitalist, the person at the top of that food chain, so to speak, to reinvest that, those funds to become more philanthropic, to become you know
0: more of a giving person. And they tend to do that. There are a few of them out there that are evil, but those people are the,
1: usually the ones who are dealing in the black market, underground,
0: selling things under the table, doing illicit things. So it's an interesting uh, argument.
1: And it typically falls apart when you start realizing that the social, that socialism Milton Friedman, that's the guy's name. Milton Friedman. Just <laughs> His name finally popped in. Milton Friedman's a guy who uh, did a really good job being interviewed all the time about capitalism versus socialism. And he's, he's one of the, the great voices. Now, now, uh, Rush Limbaugh used to do this as well. He was very good at it. Uh, he, he, but he didn't do it very often. He, was, he would talk about it, but not um, not like
0: Milton was like, that was his mission in life talk about the ideology of socialism
1: and I would I would call it cap again I don't like to call it just socialism because people will say well that's not by definition that's not socialism that's Marxism or this isn't you know, that's more communism this is more collectivism okay it's all that, that's all the same and then what how you implement collectivism is defined then by either Marxism socialism. Communism, wappadoodleism whatever it is—that's how all that stuff works. Well, folks, <clears throat> it is a—it's uh, you know the week is early. I still have uh, two more days that I can do my show, which is quite uh, quite refreshing to be able to uh, actually have this many days in a row to do a show. So I'm I'm uh, <clears throat> looking forward to uh, tomorrow's show. Hopefully, it will be live. And I'll get it done uh, fairly early in the day. And hopefully my voice will be much better by tomorrow. That's what I'm planning on. I need to, need to get up and uh, get the leaves blown out of my gutters and put my gutter guards on. Because uh, we had some work done on the house and they took all the gutter guards down. Not only did they take them down, they, they threw them away. And uh, that leaves me with a little bit of a, a hole, I guess, in my budget. So I have to go down and figure that out get that all taken care of. So I'm going to work on that today. I think it's supposed to rain though, so it's going to be interesting trying to do that while it's raining. In the meantime, uh, for for tomorrow, uh, the live show, I'm planning on it being around 9 o'clock-ish. We'll see how that works out. It may be a little later. And of course, it will be recorded and then placed in uh, on the post, the normal kind of post type thing. So if you're the kind of person who likes to Download it from the post, or if you want to listen to it live, there you go. That's the way it works. Uh, so tomorrow, we're going to talk a little bit more about the uh, some of the stuff that's in the news, specifically uh, the budget issue, the sh- government shutdown, all the threats that they're making, uh, the impeachment inquiry, uh, news in general, and Merrick Garland, all the other stuff that's going on, as well as some of the things about some eerie, weird things about Maui. God bless everybody. We'll talk tomorrow. Pray for our nation. Have a great evening.